Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast, almost into July. This is our pre-July, pre-4th of July episode. So the, the big weekend's coming up. Get out there. It's, you know, PSA. Unless you're like a town or municipality, cool it with the fireworks. That's, I'm coming in hot, blasting hot this week. If you aren't a municipal body, no fireworks allowed. I have a dog. Okay, that's where I'm coming from with this. Are you guys going to back me up on this or are you going to sit there in silence? I like fireworks, but in a condensed specific amount of time. If you're just popping them right. off and it's not a holiday weekend, what are you doing? Right. OW Nerd Bomber coming in hot. I'm Illegal 86. Tactic remaining silent. Clearly a I, firework boy. I just, I don't want to get set off, so I'm just going to remain silent. Okay. I Your boy Tactic's the firework really in this scenario. He is a he's he's a firework. Sh- show us what your color's worth, etc. Remember that song? That's that was a good song. I want to come in hot. I want to come in even hotter. Okay, so I came in with that. So for those that don't know, before the episode starts every week, uh, we just we talk off the air. We just like have a conversation, just like how how have you been, etc. As friends do. As friends do, and I I became privy to something that I believe needs to head on to twitter as a twitter poll we did this last week with baloney i believe we're doing it again this week if you had to rank all of the food genres the genres being like you know chinese food uh, italian food you know mexican food where would italian food be first second third or fourth plus because look there i don't want to out anybody there are people here who don't i'm directly quoting now italian food is not that good is that is that was that what was said? No, I think it's that was not about. what was said. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna step up and say I'm being misquoted. What was said was he's not being. Misquoted. I rank my food as a function of it's a, if it's a special treat for me. Growing up Italian and learning how to prepare Italian cuisine very well myself, it is not a special treat as because I can prepare it top notch myself very well, comparable to some of the best restaurants. The things that are special. Lasagna has to never me, not been a special treat for me that's just it's it's always good okay so so you're saying it is good the things that are special treats to me are the things that i challenge to recreate and that is why it does not rank high because it's it's not a super special treat so it is delicious where would you rank it is it is it fourth i would put it down at the fourth plus yeah but for that reason alone not because of its flavor profile nerd bomber fourth plus yeah i okay wow there, I just prefer wow. other foods. Like, don't get me wrong. Italian is fine. I like Italian food. I like me some Olive Garden. But if you ask me if I want Go to on. have... I, never mind. Just keep let me, let me. No, well, I said if you were going to ask me if I want Olive Garden or if I'd rather go to, like, Mexican food or if I want to even go to, like, Texas Day Brazil, which is semi on par with, I guess, the fanciness level of a, a good Italian place, I'm going to choose something else. Let me spice first of all so for me it's got to be it's probably number two i think mexican is number one let me let me shake let me shake it up for you a little bit and say that in my opinion pizza counts as italian food what happens then any movement from either of you um i I do like pizza but it's so far from what the italian origin is the type of pizza that i like yeah pizza counting is like it's debatable and i'm aware of that but i'm just for the purposes of this discussion if if pizza were to count as italian food i guess but again i've gotten good at recreating pizza like (laughs) we get it you're a good cook 
I, I mean, for she, me, no, if, the number one is, is Chinese food. There's just, I cannot for the life of me mimic that flavor. And yeah, I know a little bit's a little bit of it is has become Americanized, but even still, like there's the authentic flavors, and, and there's things like soup dumplings that are just very, very challenging and take a lot of iterations to really master that I just simply cannot. All right, so I I will say your explanation makes me less angry at you. So when we first had this conversation, I I, I wouldn't let you get a word in edgewise because I was just I was aghast. He was fuming. I, would say. I guess it makes sense. Uh, and, we, and we can leave it at that. I still think you should put the Twitter poll up, but we can leave it at that for now and say that we have a great and action-packed episode ahead. We're going to be talking about Disney Plus twice, uh, actually three times. If you talk about if you count my "What are you up to?" update, we're going to be talking about Disney Plus, the rumored Disney Plus Star Wars series that is well rumored. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Santa Claus series, which we got our first look at, and I have a lot of thoughts because I'm a I'm a Santa Claus stan. I, I, I'll say it. And then we're also going to be talking about One Up, which is a trailer for well, the One Up trailer is a trailer for a movie called One Up. I have which to say is coming this to Amazon in July fifteenth. I up? have to say this just because you know things pop in my head because you said we're talking about Disney Plus multiple times. It made me get this idea. Do you guys think that Disney should have like like a side educational app called Disney Plus Plus? Yes. Right? That, they, should that put all, they should put all their they should put all their Nat Geo stuff over there. Because the Nat Geo stuff doesn't belong there. It's a little I love a good Nat Geo thing. Plus plus, come on now. Well, that's only that would just be for you, basically. I'm not sure anyone else would think of that, but there should probably be two apps. There's a lot of content. I'm with you. Let's talk about Disney Plus first. Because again, we'll we'll do the Disney Plus. I always do this. I call it the Disney Plus sandwich, but it's really the Amazon sandwich because the Disney Plus is the bread. If I had a nickel for every time I did that on this podcast when we when we were making sandwiches, I'd have at least a dollar. But we do make a lot of sandwiches. We should be called instead of the Online Warriors podcast, we should be called like the Sandwich Shop or something like that. Oh, that's it's, good. It's actually not. If anyone wants to steal this podcast idea, like basically pick two topics and like a, a meat and make your podcast the Sandwich Shop. I want to talk about. The Santa Claus. I want. I want. Let's get. Let's go. Christmas in in June here to start. First of all, I, I want to make a couple things clear. Thing one: Tim Allen is not my favorite person. Thing two: He is the best Santa Claus. These are both facts. In all of media, he is the best Santa Claus. The fact that they are making a a a Santa Claus show. I, well, okay. So I think Christmas shows. It's a we. It's it's just weird. Like their Christmas shows don't exist. So that's, that's my first, like, I'm scared for this immediately because of that. Like, because of how long shows take to be shows, it doesn't temporally make a lot of sense. But that, but that's, that's neither here nor there. We got our first image for the Santa Claus special, which I believe it has a name, but I'm not positive. I'm scrolling to see if I can find what it's called. The name might be buried in here somewhere. I can't, I can't see immediately what it's called. I believe, oh, I believe it's called the Santa Clauses. In any case, no Bernard. So for those who have seen the movies, first of all, have you guys seen the movies? I have seen the movies, yeah. Only the first one, in my opinion, is really good, but continue. Oh, the second one's good, too. Actually, the second one, in certain second ways, okay. might be better. No way. The third one, I have never said all the way. Oh, the second one? The part where he... Well, we're, we, would get, we could get into the weeds here if we really wanted to. The part where he gives the gifts for, to all the teachers? <sighs> that's not much of a spoiler. That's just kind of like a generic Christmas thing, but it happens, and it's an amazing scene. Never really watched the third one. I've been told it's not necessary for me to do that. 
but there, there's 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 two major omissions from the cast photo here one of them is bernard played originally by david krumholtz he's the head elf guys okay You've but seen see, the movie. come on i'm not mad about this because it logically makes sense so i get yes he is like a staple in the original movies but i think the actor well no the actor is like 40 or 50 at this point and the whole point 44 exactly so i was in the right range but the elves are always supposed to be younger like he was the oldest looking elf all of the other elves look like little kids and it would look weird if all of a sudden you had this like 45 year old 44 year old sorry excuse me elf running around you can explain you it can away, but like, in, come on. You can write it in in five minutes. You all, you can also de-ageify people in today's No, de-ageifying looks creepy. And the Santa Claus already made a misstep when they did like weird plastic Tim Allen. No, thank you. Puppet, pup, the puppet man. You can, yeah, you could, you wouldn't be able to de-age him for an entire show. But you could, you could certainly, you could write, you could write that one out, I think. The other major omission, Charlie. The son from the yeah, first, that like, one, a pretty that important one I character. I don't understand. I Charlie, especially Charlie's interaction with Bernard. I thought their whole dynamic was just one of the things that I really enjoyed because at the time I related to Charlie. I grew up with Charlie. Charlie and I, we were buds. Where where you at, bro? Where you at? We named our dog after you, Charlie. Where are you? It is pretty strange to me. I mean, because again, this guy. I don't remember who plays Charlie. I don't remember the kid's name. I, I was I I read a Reddit AMA from him once where he like talked about stuff and like his experience working on the movie and it was actually pretty interesting. I guarantee you, you ask that guy right now, do you want to be on this Disney Plus show? He's yes, he's gonna do it. What has he got going on? Like what what happened here is is my main question. I don't remember from the AMA, but I thought he left acting altogether though. Like I thought he purposefully left acting. Am I wrong here? Do you remember? I think you're right. I think he's a musician now, but it's not the point. It's Disney Plus. Just give the people what they want. Give people what they want. Take the money that you're sure to get from it. it that's kind of my overwhelming reaction to that. But Okay, so this begs the bigger question, though. This is still in the, in the same vein. So say you're a child star, which he was. But say you personally are a child star on some TV show that was super big or a movie when you were a kid. Now you're mm-hmm. like... 30s 40s you've got a family you have a different career you didn't stay in acting are you beholden to the fans to basically come back and act again for the first time in potentially decades yes Yes, you You think yes especially if you have a family like your your own kids can look and go look that's my dad but like what if you don't want to if you want to escape the child star vortex you have to work for it and by that i mean you have to do what Daniel Radcliffe has done. Get weird. And granted, he's still an act. He's still an actor. But yes, get weird. He's gotten weird, and he is. He's done so many things that, like, to me, he has successfully distanced himself from Harry Potter. Like, I'll still watch Harry Potter, and it's obviously still him. And I'm like, can hey, I man. not be but, a like, child star and still get weird? That's an option. Yes, uh, that's an option. Definitely. Actually. I will say most of the Harry Potter stars, though, they did a really good job kind of distancing themselves. Like, I think Rupert Grint is the only one that would be like, okay, you're still Ron. But I know the kid who plays Draco, whose name I can't remember right off the bat. Tom Felton. Thank you. Um, Like, he's done enough stuff. Like, he was in The Flash. And like, yeah, he's still Draco, but I also now have like The Flash embedded in my mind. And obviously, Emma Watson has done so many things at this point. She's got all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. They've all done very well for themselves. Going back to the Santa Claus, though, I also I want to talk about this clock in the background. First of all, 
let's talk about all the clocks because they're they're like obviously on a in a christmas themed kind of setup but it's also like there's clocks everywhere look at the wallpaper it's clocks they're they're pushing some theme on us here i don't know what it is i feel like there's gonna be like a weird time travel element here the clock on the wall that's an actual clock that is amazing clock design that is a 10 out of 10 clock i wanted in my house for all i know there's a word for this it's a clock calendar so the nice thing about clocks let me me talk let me condescend to our listeners about clocks for a second there's 12 hours in a clock whoa well okay there's also 12 months in a year so they made a month clock that also has yeah i I think i don't think the clock's going to be the theme you have to think about it like this they're in the north pole so they have to track to when december's coming and then on top of that there's time zones all over the world i think that's just the regular north pole and you're reading into it Ooh, no i have a different theory the clock is tim allen's santa clock time is running out on him being santa because like is he still santa did we leave off in the last movie with him being santa or I did think he like pass on I, the mantle well, i didn't see the third one but i assume he's still santa like i think he's gonna pass it on to cal penn which can i just say i do love cal penn that takes me back to my Harold and Kumar go to White Castle days. I love him. I have very little Calpen exposure. He what? he was an actor in in Harold and Kumar, and then he was like he like worked for Obama for a while, and then he's and then he was not doing that. So I just I don't have a good grip on Calpen as a person. He's done a lot of different things. Like he has a wide span of roles. He too has been someone who's really kind of distanced himself from Harold and Kumar. Like. I really hope he doesn't pass it on because there's this, if you haven't seen this theory, look into it. There's this fantastic theory that the elves murdered the previous Santa and handpicked Tim Allen. I've heard this. And he orchestrated it. Yeah. And if Tim Allen's still around when the mantle gets passed on, that blows up the whole theory. So in other words, guys, I really want Tim Allen to be murdered if that's the case. I, yeah, but okay. So the thing about him, like, He's going to pass it on because otherwise there's no, there's no Santa. Like it's, it's very easy to back yourself into a corner with these Christmas things, movies and or shows. Christmas has to go on, you know? Uh, Don't let the spirit of Christmas die. That's the, that's the takeaway here. I don't know when this comes out. This, we don't have a release date yet. The Santa Clauses will catch up with Scott Calvin, original character, on the brink of his 65th birthday as he sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while also preparing his family to leave the North Pole to return to normal life. Actually, the theory still tracks. Looking for... Maybe the guy was like, didn't want to give it up and they're like, if you're not going to give it up by choice, we're going to take it by force. (laughs) It's possible that that's what happened or will happen. we, We won't know until this show comes out and it's coming out in at question mark time. Uh, but be on the lookout for that. Let us know what you think. At Online Warriors One is our main show account. At OW League Lady Six is my account. At OW Tactic and At OW Nerd Bomber are these lovely people sitting with me here. Uh, let us know what you think. Who is the best Santa? What is the best Christmas movie? Will the Santa Clauses be a good show? Let us know. Talk to us about that or anything else we're about to talk about. As we skate into our next topic, the One Up trailer. So this is a movie coming to Amazon Prime Video on July 15th, 2022. If you are a member of the Jeff Bezos machine, this is free for you. Let me just start by saying that. There aren't a lot of shows and or movies that I am aware of that are focused predominantly on esports. There are even less that focus predominantly on the, unfortunately, I suspect, meager presence of female representation in esports. 
this movie aims to fix both of those things. Is that a fair statement from the trailer? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So, okay. The premise of this movie is there's a girl at college who is on an esports team. She gets kicked off, I guess, because she did something bad. It wasn't, it wasn't even clear to me in the trailer what she would have done. She was kicked off, decided to form her own all-girls esports team. And I don't think take she was kicked off. I think she out. was just tired of the rhetoric of being... The ostracization. Yeah, like, oh, you're a chick. You don't know how to game. That kind of nonsense. Right, which, to be clear, patently ridiculous. To be clear, Nerd Bomber is better than me at most shooters. Damn straight. Uh, also better than me. So, yeah, at this point, we get into what I would characterize as a pitch-perfect situation. Thank you. Okay, so as I was watching this trailer, <laughs> I was thinking lot, to myself... A lot of parallels. Yeah, there is so much here that is basically... They're trying to do to esports what Pitch Perfect did for acapella. And granted, this is on a much smaller scale because it is just a Prime original, so it's going to be only on Prime. It's not going to hit theaters. Arguably, maybe it will get more eyes that way. I highly doubt it, though. But even... So one of the things that really struck me the most, obviously, there there's the boy versus girl team at the same school vying for, you know, being number one. But also there was that like in in the movie, Fat Amy and the the guy yeah. that helped me with his Yeah, name. Adam Devine. Yeah, I don't know the character's Bumper. name. Yeah, Bumper. Fat Bumper. Amy and Bumper. That chemistry is basically like paralleled in I don't even know the names of the characters in this new movie, but they definitely have their like fat Amy and bumper characters that are like weirdly being aggressively flirty, but like rivalry thing going on between them. Right. And that was very apparent and very pitch perfecty to me. Was she, and again, we don't know the character's names, but the character in this movie who I think quite literally was someone told the writing staff make a fat Amy character that is fat Amy, but esports. That was very clearly the goal of this care of this character. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about the character of fat Amy in pitch perfect to begin with. I mean, them copying it makes perfect commercial sense and put it that way. But it's too on the, like, I feel like when you copy someone's homework, you got to be a little more subtle, you know? Yeah. I feel like they could have, very easily pulled off the boy versus girl team concept and yeah you have that like the aspect of college shenaniganery but to like copy the formula exactly felt a little off i do think one of the things that they are pulling that's a little bit more original but also kind of a copy of video game high school is the idea though of having a coach because if i'm remembering in pitch perfect i don't think they had a coach right they just kind of like taught themselves and no no coach right so I think that element yeah. is something new that they're going to add, but it also remains to be seen how involved Ruby Rose's coach character is going to be. It, it, they made it seem like she would be super involved. And to me, and I know I'm kind of stealing Tactics Thunder here, but that felt a little like video game high school, which if hey, no one has watched thunder. that, please do, because that still freaking holds up. I love that show. It's It was a YouTube rocket jump show, and it was great. It was phenomenal. Basically, have you watched it, by the way? I've I have not, actually. I I mean, now that we're older, obviously it's geared Don't tell towards... me to watch it cuz I if you tell me to watch it, I'll never watch it. Okay, don't watch it then. Vehemently do not watch it so you'll go and do the exact opposite of what I tell you. But as an older person, it's obviously geared towards people in school, but I all I, I just really appreciate it for what 
it says about like the potential of gaming and how mainstream it could be in the future. And especially when that came out, which I think was like the 2010s, 2014 era, like that was like gaming was not as big back then as it is now. And you can kind of see some of the things that they kind of predicted would happen in video game high school coming to fruition in real life, like with how big Fortnite got and how big those tournaments became for a while. Sorry, that was like an offshoot tangent of VGHS. Well, and on that note, and, and granted, I'm sure this already exists and I could probably go find it, but I went into this. Here, here's my experience. I was essentially told, or we, we, we talked about topics and uh, for, for today's episode, and one of the topics was the trailer for this movie. And I said, I'm going to go watch this trailer. And I went in, literally searching it on YouTube, looking at the thumbnail, clicking the link. What I thought and hoped for was a documentary about women in esports or even just esports in general, because I think it's fascinating. I think it's an, an underknown topic. And like the, the, the fact that it's burgeoning so strongly, I think people, more people need to know about that. I think a documentary would be a cool thing. Put I a do pin like in that, that for this, a second. I'll put a pin in it. I'll come back to it. Come back to it. But in the meantime, one thing I like about this that is, I think, different than Pitch Perfect there does not appear to be any sort of romantic element involved. And I think that's, I I, I like that. I will bet you money that there is. It's going to be like a, like a, how much money? Enemies to, 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 to like frenemies to like boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't know. They made the the boy team seem too douchey. Like besides the that Amy bumper potential for romance, I don't think the main character, the main female character would go for the dude who basically like, was the reason she Kick left? Oh, the it's team. not going to be with him, but there's going to be a romance. No way. Oh yeah, I'll bet. Uh, d- a one one dollar. I'll raise the stakes. Two dollars. All right, two dollars. One dollar uh, plus bet. plus. Uh, I will bet you one dollar plus plus that there is no romantic element. The last thing I want to say about this before turning it over to you, Nerd Bomber, to talk about esports documentaries? Question mark is. Do you guys remember when we went to college? And if you didn't, if you if your esports team didn't didn't do well, you would lose your scholarship. <laughs> what like no, when we got is- to that point in the trailer where the guy was like you'll lose your scholarship i was like boy this movie jumped the shark before it started hey you I didn't like that you say that but that is a real thing you do know that right there are like scholarships for esports now i feel like maybe i just blew your mind a little bit but that is like this a, is why, a real well, this, thing this this is it's why i need to watch an esports documentary that's all that's all i'm saying like i don't think it felt like a plot it felt like a plot device to me it's definitely a it's much smaller than like division one sports and like you're not going to have the same programs. It's not comparable at all, but there are schools now that are offering scholarships for esports. So just so you know, that is a real thing. There's hope gamers. There's always, there was hope before, but there's especially hope now you could go to, go to college playing video games, but there is. Yeah. Tell me about this documentary or hopefully this documentary. It's not a true documentary, but there is a new Paramount plus series that is actually releasing episodes now as we speak they're doing like weekly releases so i won't be watching it until they all come out because that's just how i roll but it's called players and it's a mockumentary sort of style show following a league of legends team and like their preparation for winning a championship and i've heard i want i want a real one well yeah i want a real i mean i'm sure those are out there though i haven't seen any but i'm sure you can probably find one but i've heard like it's pretty decent for what it is. So 
hey, who knows? I'll probably watch it. I do have Paramount Plus still because we still need to finish Halo. We never got around to finishing Halo. Halo. But I still have the membership. So I'm sure when this finishes releasing, we'll binge it in like a week because I think there's only like eight to 10 episodes on the season. And I think they're relatively short. So I can let you know how they are. There don't appear to be many esports documentaries. I did a quick Google and most of these are like YouTube videos. Pretty much none of them are actual documentaries. But I think I think this needs to happen first. And then that's that's just it, right? It's there isn't a lot of I well, I mean right. there is, but there isn't, right? Us, our people, we all know about it, but like the vast population, I guess, is probably widely unaware of the programs and scholarships and the level of competitiveness that's involved in esports and and the expansiveness beyond that. Well, so what is the path though? That, so if if you want to increase public awareness, assuming that's one of the goals of this movie, which maybe I'm not right away, I'm wrong about that. But I would argue the better way is, is documentaries first. But how do, you get, like in, how do you get specials? interest into the documentary without having a movie that's exciting and, and has quippy lines and relatable characters. You need that first. I think you put it on television and people will watch it because people, there's people who still have cable TV. I don't know. This is, it's an interesting question. I think there's a way to generate, especially if it's like a docu-series or a reality series, like on Netflix. Man, you better believe people are going to be watching that. Well, I think there was... I want to say Red Bull did one called Against All Odds. It was supposed to be like like a dream team sort of thing where they put a bunch of kids. Well, I say kids because I think a lot of them were young, like teenagers together who had never played. I don't remember what the, the game was. Teenagers are kids. Maybe it was like Dota or something. And they basically were underdogs and went on to win a championship. And it, they had basically Red Bull, I think, sponsored th- this team and the making of the documentary and just like documented the entire thing. Well, I mean, I guess it's redundant. That's what a documentary does. But I think that is out there somewhere, maybe? Question mark. I'll need to do some media deep diving on my own time because I didn't even really know that I wanted this until I watched this trailer for something that was, you know, not a documentary, clearly, and thought, I wish this was a documentary. In either case, One Up comes out on July 15th on Prime Video. Check that out. Check out the trailer for it. Let us know what you thought. Let us know who's going to win the $2 bet. That's, at this point, I'm a... We're playing the ponies here on the Online Warriors podcast. Stakes are getting high, officially, or at least higher than before. For now, we are going to take our weekly break. Uh, But before we do that, of course, I would be remiss if I did not shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen, take a bow. Take off your little night hat with the visor thing on it, because if you take a bow, it might fall off and dent and you don't want that. Steven is a knight on our Patreon. He supports us at the highest of our three levels of support. As a result, he gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog, of course. We just recorded a secret segment before this. Wink, wink. He also gets, of course, input into the weekly game segment, uh, the producer shout-out that I'm doing right now, and the occasional guest spot on the show. You want to be like Steven. You want to be a knight. You want to hold a sword. Be careful with it, though. You can also be a squire who still holds sword, but they kind of just hand them to other people. That's my understanding as to what squires do. That gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. There's also a page. I don't know what a page does, but they get access to the monthly secret segment. That's what I do know. Information on any and all of those levels of support can be found at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Go check us out there. Talk to us. Talk to Steven. Consider giving back to the show that you're listening to right now, helping us keep things rolling onward. Thanks again to Steven. We'll take a short break now to shout out a sponsor and we will be back to talk about Disney Plus and Star Wars. 
Hi, I'm Kevin DeCristofano. And I'm Sean Flanagan. And we are the Ninja Turtle Nerds, your weekly podcast covering the Ninja Turtle comic book series one issue at a time. Plus the video games, the cartoon show, the VHS tapes. If it's Ninja Turtles, we'll cover it. Ninja Turtle Nerds is available wherever you get your podcast. It's that time again on the show where I take martial law into effect and I talk about the news topic at the same time as part of my what are you up to. So the news topic here. No. Star- <laughs> you heard me. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, of course, that's a game that happened and it's getting a sequel, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which we talked about the trailer for a couple weeks ago on this show, I think. Now the news is there could soon be, there is rumored to be, a spinoff TV series in development dedicated to Cal Kestis, the main character, the protagonist from those two games. Reportedly, Cameron Monaghan, who portrays Kestis in Fallen Order and it looks like in Survivor, has signed on to play the character in the show, which I think is critically important. No production dates, no release dates, nothing of, of any sort like that. Really no firm confirmation that this is for sure happening. This is more or less a rumor, but we wanted to discuss this on the show and I wanted to kind of couch this in the news that I finished Obi-Wan. Now, the reason I want to talk about that is because Obi-Wan takes place purportedly in the same time period that this show would take place in, and it also features the Inquisitors quite heavily, which I know feature at least somewhat heavily in Fallen Order, and kind of in this, again, time in Star Wars history. So, I guess, first of all, well, I'll I'll talk about my thoughts on Obi-Wan after we talk about the actual news topic at hand here, but the Inquisitors, I think, are the critical piece of this puzzle. And I, I think they may even be the reason that this show is being discussed because I think they're being teased and kind of they're get, we're getting a taste of them in Obi-Wan and they may be looking to expand, you know, that group of characters out into other shows, maybe even Andor uh, and this show. So first of all, thoughts on a show featuring Cal Kestis. So, nay, nay, would you watch, would you not? So this excites me. And the reason why is because one of the things for me that I struggled with when playing through Jedi Fallen Order was it felt to me, every almost every cutscene, I would always go, man, this would be so much more engaging as a show as opposed to a game. Well, it's just because you were bad at the game. No, I know that sounds counterintuitive. You know, games are inherently more engaging, but sometimes you can just capture more of the moment in a show as opposed to, you know, cutscene play, cutscene play, and I, you get better flow. And so to see them actually pulling the trigger on that really excites me because one, he's a fantastic actor. Two, this is just like, just ripe for the pickings. There's like no work that needs to happen. They could just copy pasta well, and be successful. I don't know if that's true. I, 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 I immediately take issue with that because I don't... You run the risk then of people who have played the game being uninterested. If they've already seen this before, why are they going to watch it again? Right. That's, that's kind of what I was going to say. I think it depends heavily how they do this. So first of all, I do have to go back and say I disagree with you about the Inquisitors. I think maybe like they'll bring them in and obviously they're a big part in the game. I haven't watched Obi-Wan yet, but it sounds like they're a big part of Obi-Wan. So yeah, maybe and they're... therein lies your problem. If, if you watch Obi-Wan, you'll agree with me. Okay, I but I don't think either of you finished, maybe Tactic did, finished Fallen Order. And I would argue that the highlight of the game is not so much the Inquisitors. Like, obviously, yeah, the dark side and Cal's battle against the dark side and evading them 
was a big part of the game. But I think almost more so than that was a Kale unlocking his powers over time. And I think that's that's something that I don't know how they'll be able to do. And that's something the game pulled off very well because you got to play through the development of his powers and how he kind of like unlocked memories and grew as a Jedi again. And I don't know how they'll do that without just rehashing the story, but they also have to establish the character for people who haven't played the game. So I'm a little concerned about that. But I think the the main point of the game and what struck home for me was, you know, discovering and unlocking clues of what was happening you know, with the Jedis, trying to find out like what happened, where future Jedi disciples were located and figuring out what the plan was, but also the kind of team that was building around Cal Kestis. You know, there were other characters and yeah, a lot of the game was spent kind of alone traversing various planets and galaxies and finding clues and stuff but also i think it was him learning not to be so much of a lone wolf and building a bit of a team and i think the chemistry between teammates was the element that struck home for me and i think a lot of other people just because it was a well-built team it was a team that was very believable their stories were very interesting and that was what kept me coming back trying to unlock the secrets of everybody's past and how they kind of fit into the story together rather than just you know fighting more darth vader bad guys so do you think this show is going to be a post-game show or a pre-memory loss show that's what I don't know. To your point of how are they going to introduce people who introduce him to people who haven't played, it seems to me that it's going to be a, a one-off run of a pre-memory loss show that gives the best of both worlds. It lets you see what you wanted to see in the games of what happened before, lets you introduce a new character, and 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 this is important, it doesn't impede any future games and you could just continue the game series without any worrying about conflict with the movie side or the TV show side of it. Well, another thing that I feel like they might do, and this worries me a little bit too, they might use the show as the bridge between games, kind of like what we're seeing in Marvel. And I don't want to give spoilers, but obviously with one of the more recent Marvel movie releases, if you didn't watch one of the TV shows, you could still understand what was going on, but you definitely lost a big chunk of the plot and, you know, the impetus for the character's actions. And I think maybe they might do that. And like Tectic said, you know, do a one-off sort of thing where it's between seasons. And I don't know if I like that either. I, I kind I like of hate the these like... idea. I hate the like one-off capsule like intermediary shows that they've been doing on d plus both with the mcu and with star wars like give me something more like the mandalorian where it can kind of stand on its own although they're kind of tying that in too so i don't know so i will tell you right now and and kind of going back to my personal update and obi-wan obi-wan should have been a movie it should not have been a show they didn't have the material to sustain a show and it showed the okay so If you decide to watch Obi-Wan, and if you are a Star Wars fan, you will hate, and I mean hate, with a capital H, the first two episodes. You will be okay with episodes three, four, and five, as in they won't make you vomit, but they aren't good. Episode six, which is about an hour long, is quite good. There there are so many things that they could have done that they did wrong with Obi-Wan Kenobi, but the number one thing they should have done is made a movie that was mostly just episode six, and that's all it needed to be. So I I do agree. I think these kind of one-off 
series is or just just a very strange idea and, and you know shows like like obi-wan and shows like this potential calcastus show they're they're operating in this very weird set of bounds right where they're not prequel series they're not sequel series they're not they're they're in between you know what the starting point is and you know what the ending point is in terms of the larger star wars galaxy so how do you how do you navigate that you know and, and like you said with with the fallen order with the game and i granted i got like five minutes into it but that is so much more about on a micro scale you evolving this character and and gaining these abilities anyone who's watching a, sh- a star wars show on disney plus chances are is going to want it to have some kind of connection with the outer universe to me that is again what makes the inquisitors so important because the inquisitors what they represent in part in obi-wan but also i think in general what they are setting the inquisitors up to be is in this interim time between episodes three and four of star wars you have your big baddie you have you have darth vader he cannot die like obviously he cannot die i would even go so far as to say nothing particularly bad can happen to him because you know when episode four starts he's rudy tooty lightning booty and similarly obi-wan can't die either correct which is one of the things that kind of hamstrings the show the inquisitors not only can they die they probably do <laughs> like that's the uh, i won't get into spoilers with obi-wan in case people watch it i won't get into what happens with the inquisitors but like they are they are bad guys who are at least relatively speaking expendable and there are more than one of them and they they still pose a formidable threat to a character that is even as powerful as Obi-Wan isn't that Kenobi. the best so they are still compelling about introducing cal into the universe because he can die you can you can absolutely fall in love with this character you can be rooting for him and then bam there goes your heart strings he dies sure i'm not saying i'm against this show i'm just saying that it's obi-wan if it says anything to me it says that this is very challenging narrative territory so i think if you're going to you know build a show around a character building it around someone who is not a known quantity someone like cal Kestis or someone like i can't think of the guy's name his name might be andor the name char- the main character in andor the rogue one guy although that's another good example you know that well you know what happens to him so that's also not a very good example but you need to use more unknown quantities in this time period and cal Kestis presents an opportunity for that but i still i just i have my doubts on the heels of obi-wan as to how good it can be and as to whether it should be a show or a movie because these one-off seasons of shows they're they're kind of weird i i I think i'm coming to a point you know even with with the better ones like you know wandavision and and loki where just make it a movie you know if 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 you want to do something in that space do it but why does it have to be this six episode thing yeah that's my thing like i don't know I think it worked with WandaVision because it was a unique format, but a lot of the other shows, it just feels like it's prolonged and drawn out and it could have been condensed. Yes. And it could have been a movie. Like, unless you have a unique concept like WandaVision, where every episode was kind of a different era and was doing something different, I just don't see the need. That said, though, one of the ones that I found was an exception and that I really liked was Hawkeye. For whatever reason, that one stuck with me and I was able to stick through every episode. And in fact, I almost wanted more out of that. But that's because it felt more like a buddy comedy. And there wasn't this like there. Yeah, there was obviously like comic backstory that you kind of needed to know. But it also kind of felt like a, a, 
a buddy cop sort of show, you know, where every episode was just fun and it didn't have to have this like interconnected weight to it where I feel like that's where it drags and why it drags because they're trying to tell a grandiose story over six hours and it doesn't need that much time. Whereas if it's just like a fun romp, you can drag it out because every episode can be kind of a a unique set piece, a unique new fun action sequence. This is what The Mandalorian is as well. And and The Mandalorian continues to be, to me, this this totally moonshot thing of they... Man, did they do a Star Wars show pretty much exactly perfectly. And every every show following should just try and do that. Obi-Wan was a bloated mess that just had an overabundance of wasted time. And there are a few reasons for that. But you could, you could have made a six-episode show about Obi-Wan Kenobi where each episode, he did something different, much like The Mandalorian does. And oh my goodness, would it have been better? I just, you know... I, I can't trust enough that Obi-Wan was a disappointment for me. And I know I'm hijacking this is, news topic to say is that. Is there true. any sort of background characters, non-canon characters, what have you, that you would want to see get their own show and get integrated into what is canon? Uh, Dash Rendar. Do you know who Dash Rendar is? I don't. All right, I got you. Dash Rendar was a smuggler and mercenary who lived during the reign of the Galactic Empire. I'm reading directly off of Wikipedia, or Wikipedia, whatever they call it. This was the main character from the Shadows of the Empire video game <laughs> on the Nintendo 64. For some context, I believe he was the person who had previously held the Kessel Run record before Han Solo did. Think Han Solo, basically. But a new Han Solo who has very many fewer connections to other characters and baggage weighing him down. Another person... Say general it. archetype of a character i would love to see star killer star killer say it nope and i'm gonna be very generic now and for all i know star killer fits into this category i have no idea a gray jedi well okay i want i, I want a gray jedi very badly well actually. we're going we're getting one isn't um ah- yeah ahsoka maybe a gray jedi i feel like it's unclear she is a gray jedi star killer if you don't know is the main character you play Force as awakens guy yeah in the yeah in the force unleashed and Yes, he's he work he works under Darth Vader, so there is some ties there. But I just say we I want to follow like they tried to do it with Kylo Ren, but like he wasn't very I don't know he just wasn't very Sithy. I want someone full on bad mama jamma. That's what I want. Well, see, I I I want a I want Star Wars Deadpool. I want I want a Jedi who he's still trying he or she is still trying to do the right thing. But they'll cut somebody's head off and they won't even care. Like that to me, that's kind of like the and it's a tough thing because Jedi are are literally defined by this 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 moral code and this sense of light side and dark side and all that. So it's a hard thing to pull off, and that's probably why it's never been done. But I, I want that. I think that would be so much more interesting than what they did even with Obi-Wan, who is one of my favorite characters in all of Star Wars canon. Cal Kestis. Maybe we'll be that. I, I have no idea. I don't have enough context. I got five minutes into the game, and yes, Nerd Bomber, it was too hard for me. I will, <laughs> I will own that. Easy mode. I'll never do that. Never, ever, ever. But uh, this one, again, rumored, no release date. Basically just, just a rumor at this point. Total vaporware. But be on the lookout, and rejoice if you are a fan of Fallen Order. So continuing kind of just continuing transition into what are you up to wednesday i guess i'll round out my update because that was you know obi-wan was most of my update but i also watched the lost city which i know you guys also recently watched so i don't want to retread conversationally what you already said about it but it was it was good daniel radcliffe 
I, I want to shout him out specifically because I'm a big fan of his. Again, his career metamorphosis has been phenomenal. Also, Channing Tatum, who I think is one of the most underrated comic actors going right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Sandra Bullock, pretty good. But like, so they think with Sandra Bullock... I said this before, the I'm going to say it again. The expectations are high. It. She can get it, certainly. But the expectations for her, I feel like are, I always have high expectations for her. And it's not that she doesn't meet them because she does, but that's, that's not as interesting as like Daniel Radcliffe coming out of nowhere. You know, that's, that's just kind of my experience with him. But yeah, I liked it a lot. I hope that it was a one-off. Like I want it to just, I want it to just exist as it, as it is and as it was. I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to get that. Yeah, I agree. No sequels necessary. It, but I would hope not. But uh, yeah, that's kind of my, oh, I also had a, uh, my bachelor party and I'm still here. So mission accomplished. So question uh, mark. Are you still going to go through with it? I'm still planning to go through with it. Thank you for asking. I was anticipating that question because I know I asked it to you last week. Yeah. Full speed ahead, as they say. Good. Why don't you Why don't you uh, keep us going here, Tactic? What do you got for us? Okay. Well, I celebrated uh, with Illegal. It was chill. I enjoyed uh, razzing some of his fa- family members on food, t- teach him, teaching them what for and such. The other did thing do that, yeah. was I... Uh, I supported our, our, our indie developers out there, and I purchased Electhead, and I played a little bit of it, and I gotta say... It came out? It came out, yeah. I didn't know it came out. came out. came out this past weekend, yeah. And it it is not what I thought it was. So I thought it was gonna be... And, and this, isn't a, this isn't a critique. This is actually a positive. What I thought it was gonna be was level by level, you just kind of like solve a puzzle and you move into the next level. And that's not what it is. It's way more seamless than that. It's it's basically a side-scrolling thing where you can go backwards, you can go forwards, and you're solving puzzles to to thereby progress. And it's it is just chilly, chilly willy, and I loved it. Like I'm I'm I didn't play much of it because I had stuff to do. I'm a, I'm a busy guy, but like real chill, real relaxing. It's totally my speed. So if you want something chill, it's 10 bucks. Support your uh, your indie developers and uh, go ahead and give it a shot. The other thing that I did this past weekend was I floated. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but my goodness, when it feels like you That's got plans all the time, just taking a day and falling asleep in like the pool is just phenomenal. My arm is half red, half brown, and it's fine. It's Sa- fine. Safety first, though. It's not safe. That ain't safe, man. Was Nerd Bomber watching you? I was in my own floaty. I have a sloth floaty, and I was reading a book. Okay, yeah. So don't both be asleep, because that ain't safe. I don't really burn burn. It just kind of tans Well, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about burning. I'm talking you flip off that thing, and then you're... Awake? You're, dr- you're drowning. It's like four you feet. Might just sleep th- you might just sleep through it, man. I don't know. I don't know how how deep a sleeper you are. I don't want to risk anything. I want to keep doing this podcast. But yeah, so that's my plans. I'll kick it over <laughs> to Nerd Bomber. So for me, I had a very busy weekend. I watched a lot of hockey. The Colorado Avalanche is my team. And Woo. guess what just happened? And I know this is also going to be our trivia topic. I'm going to blow this up. Sorry, Illegal. I knew you want to keep it under wraps, but here we are. We won the Stanley Cup, man. So that was really exciting. How dare you? How, dare you? <laughs> how, could, little, how could you do that to me? I'm a little sleepy because I stayed up and watched the game. And also, so on the East Coast, you know, the game went to about 11. And then they did like the whole Stanley Cup presentation ceremony. And it's actually really nice. So the way that 
the NHL did it this year because of the Olympic break. It actually the season went a little bit longer into the summer than it normally does. But what that kind of afforded it. So first of all, this year is the first year that ESPN and ABC have had the the TV rights to the NHL. So you know it was on ABC. The final Stanley Cup final was on ABC every other night, basically for the last week. And the NBA is over. I think golf is over. So. The NHL kind of had its own little spotlight for the first time in a really long time, had a bunch of eyes on it, and I think it got its full, you know, dues this past week, and they gave the awards presentation for, I think, 45 minutes, which is, I think, longer than the NFL gets, the NBA gets, and I think maybe the MLB gets. So hockey, Certainly more than the NFL gets. I yeah. know that. So. It was really cool to watch. The Avalanche haven't won the Stanley Cup since 2001. It was really neat seeing, you know, Joe Sackick when they won in 2001. And when I was a kid, that was really into the Avalanche. Joe Sackick was the captain of that team and, you know, hoisted the cup back then. He became the GM of this team and really put together, you know, a really well meshed team you know they just all of the pieces seem to fit perfectly this year and to see him hoist the stanley cup again after all this time back in colorado just right in the heartstrings man so that was that was a really fun and exciting night a little sleepy because it was a late night we record this on mondays the game was sunday but yeah it it was great way to go colorado other than that, though, I've just been doing a lot of like reading in my spare time. Finished a decent number of books. One that I did kind of want to touch on is more of like a, a Mexican, you know, fairy tale thing, really focusing on this story. I, I don't want to call it a fairy tale because it, it's more set in like, I want to say like maybe the 50s, but the, you know, the god of death is betrayed by his brother and his bones are stored in this chest and this girl who's kind of I don't want to call it like a Cinderella story but she's kind of like the the shunned person in this family and she basically does all the chores for her grandfather and everybody kind of like poo-poos her and she discovers this chest of bones that resurrects the god of death and she has to help him basically reclaim his throne from the brother that betrayed him and it was a really interesting read. You know, I've been really into like stories of gods and stuff, especially like Greek and Roman mythology. There's been a ton of good like storytellings of, you know, the mythological stories that was a redundant sentence, but you know what I mean. Um, so to get something from a different culture was really, really cool. Uh, this book was called the gods of jade and shadow and i was you, about to ask you i was like you haven't said the title this yeah, entire time sorry. i want to make sure people know what yeah. it's called and it was it was a really good read if, if you're interested in like mythological tellings and stuff like that definitely give this one a good read but yeah then also just doing a lot of like beachy read type stories uh, there's a book literally called beach read by emily henry that i read and like I said, I, I pop my Kindle, which is waterproof, but I'm paranoid. I put it in one of those like, you know, the extra waterproof baggy things that you're supposed to take kayaking. And then I sit in my right. sloth floaty and I read books. And this is all Sounds going like on. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful weekend. It's, it's a great, great thing to do in the sunshine. I do have one more update before we kick it over to our quiz. And that is Friday at 4.30 a.m. I got up and I looked at the sky and... 
you guys only you might have one day by the time this episode comes out to see this but all of the planets will be aligned perfectly when i saw them it was the optimal day it was aligned perfectly in line with the moon there were no stars out so it was literally just focused on these planets and it looked like something out of a science fiction movie it was the coolest thing that- yeah so i on uh, friday four thirty. yes yeah so I, I thought about doing that and then i i was i was 30 so i slept and i i oh i don't regret it immediately but maybe i'll maybe i'll can I can I catch it at a time that's not four thirty, or is that to be four thirty? Uh, you'd have to check what time it is now relative to the optimal viewing. I'll look into it, but if it's if it's four thirty, it might not be super likely. But good PSA. If it was not clear from her poetic update, uh, Nerbomber may have an advantage in this in the quiz today. I just want to I just want to throw that out there right away. Looking at our quiz records, uh, tactic eight and seven, Nerdbomber seven and eight, myself eight and nine, Stephen one and one. So. One of you will take a definitive a definitive lead today, dare I say. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. Nerdbomber might win, and then it would be like all tied up. We'd all have eight wins. So the quiz today, as Nerdbomber mentioned, is about the Colorado Avalanche. I have five questions in front of me and a tiebreaker as needed. So we can dive right in. The Colorado Avalanche were originally founded as the Quebec Nordiques. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right, but it doesn't seem that hard. Uh, as one of the charter franchises in the World Hockey Association, in what year did they join the NHL? And uh, Nurbomber, you will start because I feel like you have a you have an advantage here. I'm trying to think back to when they actually joined the NHL. I want to say it was maybe the 60s, but I might be too early. I'm not sure. I'm going to just say 1960. 1961. Oh, come on. Coming out with the plus one early did pay off for you. They joined in 1979. They were actually originally founded in the WHA as of 1972. And in 1979, the WHA and the NHL merged. Therefore, they, uh, the Quebec Nordiques, I should say. I gotta say, play dirty if I'm gonna win. In 1979. He's playing dirty, folks. It's one to nothing. So the follow-up question to that, well, naturally. Know, I will say, just to, just to give Tactic a little bit of a... Uh, if he wins he won't have such a big head i'm a big avalanche fan but when it comes to like stats and numbers there's too many different statistics like i give the pr teams for all of the different various sports teams a lot of credit because the stats and the numbers they're able to dig up like they'll be like oh on this game like this is the third game in history that tom brady ate a pizza on white bread oh, i remember that like five times before he threw six balls and you're like what is that stat it even? wasn't a pizza on white bread though i don't know i was just grasping it was an english muffin pizza <laughs> but like you know what i mean i give them a lot of credit for making stuff up here's a stat for you the avalanche well, so I will say the Colorado Avalanche, treat this question as a combination of the Avalanche and the Quebec Nordiques, because in most statistics, they're treated as the same team. They hold the league record for most consecutive division titles. How many did they win in a row? Tactic over to you. I want to say it was five. That's what I was going to say. I don't want to. I have to do the plus one, though, because otherwise, okay, I'll do six. I feel like I get forced into You're using my bust. plus one. So you both used your plus ones to great effect. They have won nine in a row. Uh, they did this from uh, the 94-95 season to the 03-04 season. And uh, yeah, that's that's still currently the record. So 
they were pretty good there for a minute. When did they, in what year, I should say, did they become the Colorado Avalanche? Didn't you just, wasn't that the first question? No, that was no. when the Quebec Nordiques joined the NHL. And when was that? 70s. I don't know. When when, yeah. when was it? I should know I got that one right. <laughs> I want to say they moved in the early 90s. I'm going to say 1991. I think that's a little late. I'm going to say 1980. Nerd Bomber takes the lead. It was 1995, actually. So you were both a little bit on the early side. So they actually, they won one division title as the Nordiques, 94-95. And then in 95, they became the Avalanche and won eight more titles in a row. So that brings us to question four. Uh, I, I mentioned how many consecutive division titles they've had uh, overall as a franchise. And now we're talking just about the Avalanche. How many finals appearances have they had? Finals appearances? Correct. Mm-hmm. Does this include this past one? It does. Are you sure? I'm actually positive. This was three. It's more than that because they've won the cup three times. I meant I meant four. No, you can't do that. <laughs> you just said three. I was on to my answer. I can't do the plus one. I'm going to say six, but I don't think it's that many. I, I guess I'm going to do six, though. Well, so Nurbomber, you were correct. They have won three Stanley Cups, including just now. Mm-hmm. They have been to the Cup Finals three times, and they've won each time they've okay. gone. So Technic got it right on the head. So Yeah, so I had no chance there. Correct. We are tied at two going into the final question. I want to go ahead and make this a text in question. Since neither of you have plus ones, I feel like there's not a whole lot of information to be gained, but just just, just, just for fun. We're going to make this a text in question. Bowen Byram is currently the youngest player on the roster of the Colorado Avalanche. How old is he? Text in response. I have a response from Nerd Bomber. We do have a winner. Bowen Byram was born June 13th of the year 2001 2022 oh. happy 21st birthday happy belated 21st birthday to bowen byram uh, as a result nerd bomber wins this one she guessed 18 technic came in at 24 he thought the team was relatively old um yeah he's a rookie so, this year that's why i won 18 i knew that was a little bit too young but i didn't want to bust you know yeah. who i was thinking of the defenseman he is also a defenseman but you're thinking he is a defenseman yeah i'm thinking yeah. Makar. but bowen byram and this is now running commentary on my team but for a rookie he basically stepped up and played a top four role and was very very effective and noticeable and that kid's gonna have a bright future so it is now official. Nerdbomber moves to eight and eight. Tectic moves to eight and eight, and I am at eight and nine. So Technic heading into the month of July, winning. that's correct. But I would say overall, headed into the month of July, it's basically like the previous six months have not happened. Stevens one and one. I mean, we all are basically dead even. It's an exciting time for quiz heads. Let me just put it that way. People who like the quizzes, like the drama. They're going to get more of that in the second six months of the year 2022 as we roll on past 200 episodes and into hopefully 300 and 400 and however many more. A quick note before we end this show, uh, next week I will be on vacation. I will not be here. You will get a, a dose of the lovebirds. I assume they're just going to be necking the whole time. So if you don't want that, find another podcast. But really, don't. We, we need wet we, noises. We need your listenership. 
You'll have to sit through it. I'm not, there's not much I can do. With that in mind, I will let Tactic take us out with a tech tip. The thing about my tech tips is they're like elevators. They're always on another level. Have a good week, everybody.